0: On a typical week, I have the opportunity to stand before students and open up God's Word to them and explain to them His gift of salvation. So it's a privilege for me tonight to be able to stand in front of you. Many of you are their parents. So I'm excited for this opportunity tonight to talk about this momentous day that we call Good Friday. Why is it Good Friday? Doesn't that seem a little ironic? History is uncertain about when the celebration of Good Friday began, but we know that for almost 2,000 years, the church has honored Good Friday as a day to remember Christ's death on the cross. Good Friday is a somber day. It's a heavy day, a sad day, as opposed to Easter, which is an exciting celebration of our Savior's victory over death and sin. So Good Friday is a remembrance of the death of Christ. It is a day of sadness and mourning. Archbishop Ambrose called it the day of bitterness on which we fast. So wouldn't today be better called Sad Friday? So why is this Friday good? In order to explain today's goodness, we must be reminded of the story that makes today good. This is true of any holiday. There is always a story behind the day. Some examples, Halloween, St. Patrick's Day, Martin Luther King Day, or even 9-11. These days are confusing without the story behind them. So what is the story behind Good Friday? I'll sum it up this way. What should have happened didn't, and what shouldn't have happened did. One of Christ's closest friends and followers, Peter, Summarize the story this way. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, he says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. This verse tells us two things that happened in history That made today so good. The first is that what should have happened didn't happen. In this verse, Peter uses the word unrighteous to describe us, mankind. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. But there's a little history that we need to understand. We, the human race, were created morally righteous, not unrighteous. God created us sinless and holy, made for a special relationship with our Creator. But unfortunately, we did not stay this way. Those He made righteous became unrighteous. Peter also uses the word sin, This word reminds us of our failure to obey God's command to live according to his standard. It reminds us of our rebellion to try to live as if we were God. Our great, great, great grandparents, Adam and Eve, they failed to obey God in the garden. And just like them, each of us has failed to obey God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. This tells us that the result of this disobedience is death, both physical and eternal. So the result of us becoming unrighteous was that we deserved to die. What should have happened didn't. We failed We refused to stay obedient and instead decided we were in charge. But fortunately, that is only the first half of the story. The second half is what shouldn't have happened did. The first half of this verse tells us about the rescue mission that Christ went on to rescue us from the punishment for our sin which is death. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the, the righteous for the unrighteous. So, the righteous one, Christ, who was seated at the right hand of God the Father, came to earth to pay the penalty for the unrighteous, us. Christ, the righteous one, completely obeyed God the Father, by coming to this earth, we call that incarnation, living on this earth, yet without sin, and died on a cross and took the punishment that we deserved. And this happened on a Friday that we now call Good Friday. Dr. Tim Keller says it this way, Jesus lived the life we should have lived and died the death We should have died. Meaning, because Christ loved us, he willingly died a horrible death in our place. But just the fact that Christ died, that's not the good news. The second half of this verse tells us what he accomplished, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. Christ's substitutionary death on the cross fulfilled the punishment that was required for our rebellion and disobedience against God the Father. That's why in John chapter 19 verse 30, Jesus says, It is finished right before he gives up his Spirit. And now, because of Christ's death, we have access to the Father. And now, because of Christ's death, the unrighteous, us, now can be made righteous. What shouldn't have happened, did. Christ suffered and died a horrible death that we deserved. So now what? What's our response to the story of why we celebrate Good Friday. I think there's two things. The first one, boldly believe. Believe that you and I, we are the unrighteous that Peter talks about in the passage. Believe that the result of our sin was that we deserved death. Believe that because God loved the world, He sent His one and only Son to die in our place and offer us eternal life. Boldly believe. I think the second thing is that we now can reverently rejoice. Now we can celebrate the fact that we, the unrighteous, are now righteous in the eyes of God because of Christ's sacrifice On the cross, we can celebrate that though we deserved death, we have now been given life. So, why? Why is this Friday good? Because what should have happened didn't happen. We should have obeyed, and yet we rebelled. And what shouldn't have happened did. Christ came and sacrificed himself in our place. So today, we remember Christ's death, but it's different than you remembering a loved one that passed. Because Christ died in our place. Now for all those whose faith is in the work of Christ, yes, we mourn today Christ's death, But we also celebrate because of what he accomplished. So today, today is Good Friday. Praise the Lord.